Today marks the 63rd anniversary of the day the music died. Because on this day in 1959, three young rock and rollers, Buddy Holly, Richie Valens, and the Big Bopper, perished in a plane crash that inspired the hit song American Pie, which of course repeatedly speaks of the day the music died. Today also marks the two-week anniversary of another musical death, the death of Meatloaf. And so on today's episode of The Energy Detox, we're going to take these two musical events and we're going to use them as a way to help you avoid a premature death, a premature demise, at least when it comes to your leadership. And in order to do that, we're going to turn to the top three songs of Meatloaf and we're going to extract five questions, five lessons that you can have in mind as you continue on your path as a leader and to help you avoid common barriers, common distractions, and common problems that, again, can lead you astray and can lead you down a path that is unsustainable. And the first of the songs that we'll look at today is Two Out of Three Ain't Bad. And the question that comes out of that song is, are you striving for perfection? Are you striving for uh, three out of three at all times when, in fact, that is not necessarily the best path to sustainable success. And this flows naturally from yesterday's conversation about Groundhog Day and about Punxsutawney Phil and his ability to make predictions that in many cases are wrong. Because what did we talk about yesterday? Well, we talked about the idea that, again, being wrong on occasion is okay so long as you're right more than you're wrong. And so long as you're able to make quick decisions, confident decisions, and allow yourself to keep moving forward. And, you know, some of those decisions turn out to be not so great, then so be it. Now, of course, in the case of Phil, two out of three times, he's actually wrong. So that's not something you want to aspire to. But again, are you striving for perfection when, in fact, something less than that is actually the most sustainable path? The next song from Meatloaf and the next two questions to ask yourself come from, I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. And the first question for you is, are you missing clear answers and clear cries for help from your people that should be front and center, but you're refusing to hear or see. And the reason for this question is because what is the most common question that stems from the song, I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. Well, it's, well, what is that? What is that third thing that Meatloaf won't do for love? As if it's some big secret. When in reality, the answer to that question is repeatedly throughout the song. And again, I've asked it. I'm sure millions of people have asked it. There's a good chance you've asked it to say, well, what is it? What is the thing he won't do for love? But if you actually go through the lyrics, it's there. It's front and center. In fact, there's multiple things he won't do for love. He won't lie to you. He won't forget the way you feel right now. He won't stop dreaming of you every night of my life and so on and so forth. It's all right there, front and center. But yet, for many listeners of that song, many people who are familiar with that song, you know, we're not aware of that. And so the question for you is, what are the things that you're not aware of? What are the things that you're missing that your people are telling you? In some cases, they're screaming at you, but you're not hearing. And that kind of flows to the to the next question that comes from this song. The third question, the third lesson from today, which is, what are the things that you're not willing to do to be successful? What are the things that, you know, you don't want to do or maybe you can't do or you don't feel that you should do? And we're not talking about things that are illegal or amoral. We're not going to point to, uh, you know, yesterday's headlines regarding CNN and some of the things that you probably shouldn't do in order to, to move up in your career. But we're going to talk about things that are maybe more subtle than that. Like perhaps you know, you're not willing to, to go to black tie events. You're not willing to, to travel, you know, internationally for some reason. You're not willing to, to drink if that's not something that, you know, you wish to do. And again, for those who I work with that are you know, have, have achieved high levels of success. Many CEOs, it's easier for them to say no to certain things that, you know, they simply don't want to do. They're at a point in their career when they can say no. But how about for you, if you are 
in a, in a position where you're, you're an aspiring leader or you're an emerging leader? What are those handful of things that, again, you're not willing to do to be successful? Because many times those things are small. And many times, though, people, you know, they're not willing to do them, but they're not willing to be open about it. And so they kind of go through and they let people kind of make up their own stories about why this person chooses, I don't know, not to travel, not to go to networking events or whatever. Because so many of these things are things that we're told that we should do, right? You can listen to a million leadership podcasts and read books and blogs and LinkedIn posts about all these things you should do to, to advance. And many of these things seem innocent. But for some individuals, for whatever reason, there's something that you just don't want to do. And in many cases, if you ask yourself, well, is that an asset or a liability? It can actually be an asset if you're upfront about it. So ask yourself again, what are the handful of things that you're not willing to do and embrace them, be clear about them, be upfront about them so that people aren't left guessing, as we talked about in the previous question, to your intentions and to why you're, you know, you're not drinking at a networking event or you're not going to a networking event or you're going in, instead home to your family for whatever reason. With that being said, we'll move on to the third and final song and the the uh, the last two questions today to ask yourself. And that song is Paradise by the Dashboard Light. And the first lesson, the first question from that song is, are you operating with an unnecessarily high sense of urgency at all times? Because what is the, the last third of that song all about, right? It's all about the back and forth between uh, the man in the song and the, and the woman in the song. And the woman is saying, I need to know right now. I need to know right now. Do you love me? And it's this back and forth where, again, Meatloaf is singing, well, well, let me sleep on it. And she's saying, no, I need to know right now. There's this urgency. And so it's a great time. You know, you can feel it in the song, right? When you get to that point. Well, it's a great time to ask yourself, are you pushing that urgency on others unnecessarily? Are you inducing extra urgency when things can wait? When it's not necessary, are you constantly crying wolf? Because in many cases, if that's you, well, again, it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable to maintain that level of urgency, even though, yes, you know, if you work in the energy industry in particular, we operate with a high sense of urgency and that's not a bad thing, but are you doing it at all times? Are you picking and choosing when you need people to give you an answer right away? And are you allowing them the freedom to take a day, take a night? You know, take a couple extra hours to, to make a more informed decision? Or are you constantly pushing them to, to make decisions and to give you an answer when, again, it's not necessary? And, you know, uh, it's, it's obviously uh, it's a common problem in the work environment, but I see it too in my family life, right? You know, I've got four young kids and they're constantly operating with this heightened sense of urgency where everything needs to happen right away. And what does it do? Well, again, it, it could grade on you as a parent, right? It, it's not sustainable. And that's what this whole conversation is about. It's about you sustaining yourself as a leader, as a parent, and making sure that whatever urgency is flying around, whether it's urgency that you're inducing upon others or whether it's urgency, you know, from those that you work with, if you can bring that down a level and make sure that, you know, you're only operating with urgency uh, or at least that heightened sense of urgency when you really need to be, you're going to find yourself in a much more sustainable position. And that fourth question for today bleeds into the fifth question, because in many cases, an unnecessarily high sense of urgency, of course, leads to a bad decision, a bad commitment, a bad answer. And so what is that fifth question today that stems from the song Paradise by the Dashboard Light? Well, that question is, what contracts, what agreements have you entered into that really aren't serving you well anymore? Because what is the, the point of the song, right? It's the, the, you know, the, the guy in the song who's trying to uh, have his way with the, the female. And of course, the female is saying, well, I'm only going to do that if you tell me you're going to love me forever. And so again, as we just said, you know, she's pressuring. Well, I, I need to know right now, you're going to love me forever. And eventually, Meatloaf says, yes, I will love you till, till the end of time, right? And then he finds himself saying, well, now I'm praying for the end of time because he's entered into this commitment, this agreement that, again, credit to him, he's, he's holding fast to. 
but it doesn't serve him well anymore. He doesn't want to be in this commitment. So the question for you is, what commitments have you entered into, in some cases consciously, in some cases unconsciously, that aren't serving you well? And again, I won't expand on this too far because we've talked about this in other episodes of the Energy Detox. But in many cases, these are small commitments. Are there small you know, daily routines and habits that aren't serving you well anymore? Are there commitments and relationships that you have, whether they're professional or personal, that again, aren't serving you well anymore? And in many cases, these commitments are more severable than you might think they are. And you need to ask yourself, do they need to be severed so that you don't find yourself locked into a long-term contract like a like the long-term you know uh, firm transportation agreements that we've talked about on previous episodes that operators might find themselves locked into for decades when again they don't want to be and they're they're left praying for the end of time when they can finally walk away from these contracts and realize their full potential instead of being held back you know paying for something they don't need so with that Again, I hope these five questions inspired from the three songs of Meatloaf and uh, tied into the, the premature demise of the three rock and rollers 63 years ago help inspire you to, to continue asking these questions, to boost your consciousness and your awareness as a leader, and of course, to sustain success, to keep moving forward, to not get stuck, to not be held down by things that in many cases can easily be removed or, or moved around, if you will. And so with that, again, I... Thank you, as always, for listening in to yet another episode of the Energy Detox, which unfortunately did not meet my goal of coming in uh, below the length of the song American Pie. It looks like I've exceeded it by about a minute today. But nevertheless, I'm happy that you've tuned in. I'm happy that you've listened today. And I wish you the best for the rest of the day and the rest of the week. And with that, take care. Thanks again. And bye-bye.